0: thrown out in there because the Twins just started their season.
1: Yay! Just a second ago. sorry. Baseball. Literally, <laughs> one minute
0: from now, the first <laughs> pitch of the Twins' 2019 season will get underway at Target Field. It looks like that game is sold out. Otherwise, it's the Lori and Julia show on my talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment and uh, Holly Roberts is in for Julia again today. Julia, watching a lot of baseball herself. Yeah, probably. In, uh,
3: are you excited late? for the Twins this year?
1: Are they going I, to do well?
0: Uh, better? Well, the I, consensus I, I, seems I, to be better know.
1: than last year. Yeah, I, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, no, I know my mom spoke with a forked tongue last year when she told me when the Mariners were trading players right and left. She informed me she would never watch the Mariners again. I said, Mom, you've been watching the Mariners for like 25 years. I will never watch no, yeah, them again. Right. And what, Who watched Ichiro in the preseason <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Japan? In Japan Who's doing games, yeah. the opening game over yeah. at her son's house? It's the Muti. The Mutti. She yeah. is doing yeah. it. She is doing it. Okay, Um. let's see. Sunday is our deadline for our race for the cure for our team just to get the $26 Race for the uh, Mother's Day race for the Cure that we do. Actually, it's the thirtieth. It's the thirtieth 30th. 30th. Saturday. Saturday. So that's Saturday. Saturday, is Saturday. Is yeah, Saturday. go to my talk Keyword Race. Okay, I have I I have meant to do this last week when it happened. So you guys know Brits Pub, right? Absolutely. Of course, of course, yes. And if you have gone to Brits Pub any number of years, you would know who Freddie was. Freddie uh, Manton, who's basically the face of Brit's Pub, he passed away at the age of 90 on March 20th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, he, I mean, honestly, if you if you want to do a little crying while smiling, go to Brit's Pub on Facebook and read the remembrances, and people are posting pictures. I probably met Freddie, I want to say, over 20 years ago when I was... You know, in between, I'd left my second husband. I was kind of just left the house and just, you know, I, I had to stay somewhere. So my girlfriend let me stay in her apartment downtown right on Nickla. And my home away from home that whole summer was going into Brits. And Did just, they have the roof patio at oh the time? Oh, yeah, they had the lawn bowling the, and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, my girlfriend introduced me to Freddie and he... Honestly, I would spend like every night I could in there just laughing. He, yes, he's an absolute, you could describe him as a scholar and a scound- scoundrel. You <laughs> could describe him as an absolute diamond geezer, which would be one of his <laughs> British words. Like he, he made everyone feel special. He called all the elderly ladies Queen Mum. Oh, um, he was just larger than life, a huge flirt, and he just always had a smile and amazing, amazing stories. And he was cheerful and delightfully inappropriate. <laughs> I hope and, that someone will say that about me one day. Please. And to
3: put it in the context, if you've ever been to Brit's pub and you were greeted by Freddie. by a elder british man yes that was Freddie. that was Freddie. Yes. so, so you, you know who yeah he of is course now. i know yeah. who Freddie is and so you if you're not sure if you met Freddie, and you probably did yeah
1: you yeah. really i mean he was an old cockney geezer uh about three <laughs> years ago fox nine did a, a story on him um and he was 87 and he just charmed the reporter with his one-liners and his mad skills behind the drum kit And uh, you know, so our heart just goes out to his family. There is going to be a public, or just a a memorial to Freddie at Brits Pub this Sunday, from two to six. So if you want to cheerio and you know raise a glass to Freddie, and he lived to be ninety, died at home, and sharp and funny right up to the end. Yeah. So he, what a A what a great what a great life he had, and oh, he just, I really, I was really sad. To hear that news, because he was—he is Brits. He is he, Brits. He is. Yeah, he yeah. really, really he is. Did, yeah. So, anyway, so I—I I just wanted to, you know, let let people know about that and that this this Sunday at Brits, if you want to remember him. No, and uh, and then um, last night, um, uh, Casey and his mom and another friend of ours. Um, do you know the Bridge for Youth? Yeah, Have you heard about that. Yeah. So Casey and Julia and my our aunt Marlene. She's one of the two nuns that founded that way back, I guess it was the early 70s, 70 or late 60s when, as Aunt Marlene told me, all the gay kids were getting kicked out of their house. Uh-huh. For, for just out. being
3: who they are. And, yeah, insane. Yeah.
1: And so they, she and Sister Rita, they started this, you know, got a abandoned building basically and you know they just started this this home and a shelter for for these kids yeah. and now here it is all these years later and it's now called the bridge for youth anyway last night they dedicated um uh it's called marlene's place in honor of marlene um providing a uh, single uh pregnant or parenting homeless people ages 18 Uh, or excuse me 16 to 20 and their kids a safe place and for you know what how they can get services and they named Mm -hmm. it in honor of marlene and she's in hospice care right now she would be absolutely uh, casey did tell her last week when she was able to understand and she did get a big smile on her face but normally she is like Humble, so is th- this would be too much attention. Oh, my, having
3: gosh. A, something named after but she her, she did would just be smile too much. when Aww. Casey told her, she Aww. did have a big smile
1: on her face. But yeah. she, she is uh, really an amazing woman, and just but never she'd be the last person to tell you about it. And we've heard before from people who she taught in seventh and eighth grade English, and um, that what an amazing teacher she was. I mean, she was a nun for 40 years, and she and I forget uh, right now the what her you know what her uh order was. I can't think of mm-hmm. it if it was Sisters of Carondelet. Is that how you say it? I'm I'm sure. doing, yeah. okay. But anyway, they were modern nuns, yes. And she taught, and I mean, she testified. Uh, Walter Mondale asked her to testify in front of Congress wow. because the bridge did, uh, they had a 24 hour crisis hotline, and it was like I think the first one in the country. So he wanted to get money to get some funding for this newfangled thing called crisis hotlines. And she testified. And that's amazing. I mean, she's wow. really, really an amazing uh, uh, woman. And uh, so anyway, uh, you know, anyone who was there last night and it was just it's, it's our, the family is is. We're happy that she's getting some recognition, even though it would be the last thing she would ever want. But
3: that's she was a, always so humble um, about it. Yeah, she's just
1: like well, that's what we did.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she did a great thing. Yeah, she so, really did some great things. It anyway, like. so
1: thanks. We've let people know that she's in hospice care and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're thanking people for uh, their kind thoughts yes. and uh, everything uh, that they're sending our way when we come back. Uh, Joy will be real disappointed to be missing her boyfriend. Oh, no. Uh, But we're coming back with one of her Hollywood boyfriends when we come back. Wonderful. Really, really great. So our story we can't get enough of today is last week, Woody Harrelson was doing the press for this interview. This week, Kevin Costner Comes out for this movie, which opened last Friday and is also streaming on Netflix. It's called The Highwaymen. Monday this, it
0: starts.
3: Oh, it starts Monday. On, so, pl- oh, streaming. So streaming. We, yeah. So we can't ah. see it till then.
1: So it is doing the movie thing yes, first. Yes. Okay. So here's Kevin Costner talking about uh, the Highwaymen, the movie, why he wanted it. I'd imagine that you're kind of picky about the roles you take. You were just talking to us about your family and your kids, and you have such a cool, great life. Was this something that you snapped at right away when you heard about it?
2: It's funny. I, that, this script came to me 10 years ago. Yeah. And I said no to it. I loved it. I liked it. But I, um, I just said, no, it didn't fit. It didn't seem right. And um, 10 years later, it, it came flying back to me again. And I looked at it this time. And I said, you know, I feel like I could... I feel like I could do this. I, I, what I, changed? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I thought, I, I thought if I put on about ten, fifteen more pounds, I thought if I couldn't get over the fence, I could play this guy who, <laughs> was, who was brought out of retirement. Yeah. And I, I like our history, uh, for, for, for as shameful as some of it is, for as great as some mm-hmm. of it is, and this was a, this was a incredible chapter in American history, the depression was it, and what was going on.
1: Was it originally written for Paul Newman and Robert Redford, were those the guys they had in mind? I think originally? they were flirting with it too, yeah,
2: yeah. I think when people write something yeah. they have in mind who they want, I mean I do the same thing mm-hmm. and um, sometimes these things just, they just keep moving mm-hmm. and traveling and all of a sudden it becomes your house. Mm-hmm.
1: So he plays the real life Texas Ranger Frank Hammer who came out of retirement to track and ultimately killed the bank robbers, Bonnie yes. and Clyde. Now, that mm-hmm. is a story to tell. Uh, yeah, and I guess this has been, you know, people have wanted to make it because it is kind of uh, this... An interesting perspective because,
3: of course, we got the their the Bonnie and Clyde movie in '68. Yeah,
0: from their perspective, and
1: from their theory. people yes. always have, are kind of like have that they were like this Robin Hood couple. Well, that they, they were romanticized. Really, yeah, they were oh. very much romanticized, and so here's Kevin Costner talking about um, w- when they filmed the climatic scene uh, in the same spot that it happened at in real life. When you talk about this role, you guys, the Texas Rangers, are going
0: after Bonnie and Clyde, and there are so many awesome parts about this. But one that struck me was there's a scene where you actually catch and end up killing Bonnie and Clyde, and you happen to do it on the exact same spot where, where it happened in real yeah, life.
2: Sometimes that happens. You know, I've, 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 I've done scenes where certain things have happened, but probably none is more pronounced as that pitching oh, all I'll pitching a perfect game in Yankee Stadium felt good <laughs> but but being on that spot I I, I happened to see you see that car coming from a long ways away and we were in hiding and you just can't help but think every time I would stand out there I realized looking at that car coming at me that they had about 40 seconds to live and I, I couldn't help but wonder what was going on in that car were they laughing were they talking was one asleep I know they were in pain. I know it was an uncomfortable life. We, we see it as being very glamorous. Mm-hmm. But you know, for three, they're living out of a car. It just, it, I chased the man in the car for 104 days. It was, it was a, not a glamorous life. And I couldn't help but think about that last 40 seconds and then mm-hmm. it was all over.
1: Mm-hmm. They chase mm-hmm. them for 104,
0: 104
1: days? days? Yeah. Jeez. That's kind yeah. of, that's incredible. <laughs> also,
0: a slight correction. Yeah. Uh, I got that wrong. It is tomorrow it debuts on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. okay.
1: Great. Great. Yes. Because, our, well, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at 51% with critics. The audience is at eighty nine percent. This is one of those movies that if you're interested in it, yeah. you're gonna like, like it. A, yeah, because yeah. it's from the high the lawmen's perspective and right. how they got him, and we know the one side of the story. If you've seen the movie Bonnie and Clyde, yeah, I think that movie holds up.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very much it so. It uh-huh. does,
1: and I mean. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are incredible. Just glamorous and gorgeous looking in that movie. Yeah. But yeah, if you like Kevin
3: Costner, you're going to want to check out the Highwaymen.
1: Well, let's talk about here the ladies from the Today Show. I think this is the question, what is his real life like? Because he's got grown children and now he's got kind of young
2: kids. What is Kevin Costner's? actual real life well it, you know saturdays are just like lacrosse and volleyball <laughs> you and got football. three kids and the kids and i mean it feels like i'm going back and forth on that freeway uh it, it mornings uh i know i'm going to end up going away for a movie so it you know i, I take them to school you know we pick them up uh, you know that's it's it's about it's about them at that point point. and uh it's like how much fun can you have even if i'm sitting down trying to study my little one will come and They'll be right there and have a bone just like flipping it. I'm <laughs> like, I'm trying to read and I'm, and I look at him and I say, do you want to play? And then the smile gets pretty. Uh-huh. So, you know, you, you, you know, you just want to make sure that, that you kind of look back and sometimes you can say you're too tired. Sometimes you can say, you just got to go. You got to play.
1: He's dreamy. He is.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, and he has the set of children that are all in their 30s mm-hmm. from his first marriage. And then these kids, the kids that he was talking about, shuttling to lacrosse and volleyball, they're about
1: mm, 8 to 10,
3: yeah. 12 maybe. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, keeps them busy. Keeps them busy. Okay, so another... Uh, hollywood actor that we just love cozy up
0: girl oh Oh, what a
1: flirt it's keanu reeves oh yes keanu we we did not get to this story yesterday but um i finally watched some of the insta videos so here's the story you're on a quick commuter flight from san francisco to los angeles when something goes wrong
0: with the equipment forcing another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
1: an emergency landing in Bakersfield and since Bakersfield is not exactly a bustling hub of activity there are few options to get home other than to hang out and wait for your plane to be fixed or you can count the ceiling tiles at the airport right. or a voice behind you says hey there's a van waiting to take you to your final destination and then you see the offer is being put forward by Keanu Reeves Very who's nice. on that plane. Yes. Because oh. during the two-hour trip, which probably took like seven hours in traffic, Keanu and fellow people in this van filmed it. He read facts about Bakersfield as they drove through. <laughs> then he started playing music about the Bakersfield sound, yes, which is... Yes, yes. They're yeah. going to
3: put me in the movie. That's right. So he's playing some Bakersfield uh-huh.
1: music. And a, I mean, he's a damn unicorn.
3: I want to hang out with Keanu Reeves <sighs> so bad right now. Yeah. I want to just sit next to even if it's sad Keanu yeah. sitting on the bench just being a oh, regular he re- guy. He
1: reassured everybody at the at baggage cuz he said don't worry the airline is going to take care of all of our luggage. Um, he's just out there doing good deeds for people. And, um, it's very likely that the airline probably arranged the van, but he organized the people and said, your belongings will be fine. They're going to get to you. And he made it fun all along the way. What a guy. I know. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, I know. I hope people don't start trying to break planes down if they (laughs) see Keanu Reeves on their flight. Yeah, we
3: got a mechanical here. Maybe you want to give us a nice tour guide. But these stories, you've kind of heard these stories about Keanu Reeves in the past. He's very down to earth. Yeah. And he is not... At all obsessed with being a movie star? No, just rides
1: that his motorcycles. That was my experience with him. Yeah, and my mean, little my little bump into him. He, he did thanked not. you for your brunch recommendation. Yeah, I mean it was such a dorky thing. So <laughs> he was so nice. Oh. Um, and then this is this uh, just happened on the Daily Mail. Um, we had talked about how um, when Lee Radzwill died a few weeks ago, we talked about how Jacqueline Kennedy um, Onassis had left her sister out of her will when she passed away but left each of Lee's children half a mill that's a diss okay right there but we talked well, about yeah. it and and it was kind of it was basically because Jackie helped her sister out in real life and also she knew that her uh sister had a trust fund all right so then it makes sense
0: okay yeah it didn't that matter mean, yeah. it was not really a diss
1: so all her right. last will and testament um uh shows that her lone surviving child, child Child basically, because she had two. She had her son, Anthony, who's married to the housewife, Carolyn mm-hmm. Radzuil. And he passed away, and right? And his cousin, mm-hmm. of JF Kennedy Jr. Anyway, he died. But so she just has one daughter, Tina Radzuil. She's going to inherit the entire 50 million dollar estate
3: wow so yes because that was those were the only two people listed in the will or she's the only only one she's the
1: only one because her son is nothing was left to Mm -hmm. her uh, daughter-in-law even though she considered her a daughter-in-law but she probably knew that she had money but um anyway uh yeah so the the one daughter so 50 million so Jackie knew her her sister had a trust yeah, right. and yeah. would be well taken yep. care of and right. didn't need any Well, everyone money. is taken care of. Everyone <laughs> is taken care of. All right, when we come back, happy birthday, Lady Gaga. Woo! Donnie's posted a, a lovely birthday montage of her through the years. You can take a look at She's 33 years old today. We'll be right back. Lady, birthday, lady Gaga, lady gaga 33 years old stephanie that's right uh this this uh it's kind of amazing when you look at the start of her i mean how she's really gone through a lot of transformations yeah, With chameleon, her look. Like. it's 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 quite it's quite fun and we met her when did we meet her in 2009 when how November, Um, she dropped her eighth song, uh, The Fame Monster that had Bad Romance, Telephone, and Jaleandro. I thought that you actually personally met Lady Gaga. The public (laughs) met her. The royal we. And when she came here, we had a contest for tickets. And my buddy Tom from Roberto's Hair Salon won. People had to go and impersonate, do their own version of a Lady Gaga. And he was out on Hennepin Avenue doing frame by frame. (laughs) I think the bad romance video, it was oh. so great. And he won the tickets to that, that concert that first year. Anyway, Fantastic. so here is a story that I was kind of ready to like, maybe, I mean, I was at the grocery store yesterday and there there was one cover that said, you know, oh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, they're secretly in, in love with each other. And that's why she dumped uh, her fiance. Mm-hmm. The story, I think, that Us Weekly is onto, even though they don't have the same credibility that they used to now that they're owned by AMI, which owns Radar and National Enquirer and In Touch, blah, blah, blah. Yep. They, um, the gossip that uh, Lady Gaga and Jeremy Renner have been spending time together. Okay. And so I just said, ah, you know, yeah. they were spotted once somewhere, maybe just got, okay. Now we have a few more details. About, About
3: Lady Gaga and Jeremy Renner hanging out. We're not going to call him Renga yet, but <sighs> it's
1: coming. You think so? Renga. You okay. think so?
3: All right, let's, okay, here's, let's lay it out.
1: Here's what the source tells us weekly. Chris, meaning Lady Gaga's uh, fiancé, didn't treat Gaga very well toward the end of their two-year relationship. And she really leaned on Jeremy in the weeks after it ended. And remember, she broke things off with him Oh, a week before the Oscars, which we said yes. nobody ever does a breakup. No, of course not. Before that, yeah. and um, um, anyway, so they they hang out all the time. Lady Gaga and Jeremy Renner, and I remember thinking that the real gossip about Lady Gaga was what caused her to dump him a week before no, week the Oscars before when yeah. voting was still happening. Sure, um, and I, I was suspicious as hell, and even though we kind of like in our. Like you know, like a marshmallow thought was, oh, wouldn't it be exciting if she really was with Bradley Cooper because their chemistry was so amazing? Yeah, but then he showed up with Arena and his mom on no, the red Maybe carpet. Jeremy Renner was the reason. I mean, Us Weekly, the source, takes pains to say that she leaned on Jeremy in the weeks after it ended. So what and she that she only did that because Christian didn't treat her very well. So that. Phrasing is just somewhat suspicious to me. Making sure they're drawing. Hmm. Like he wasn't the cause of right. the, the breakup. They, that
3: it was already broken Over. up and it was one of those really... overlap situations. Yeah, and she's not really been an overlapper. No, she hasn't. When she broke up with Taylor Kinney, there was a, a significant break yes. in between that relationship and then the one with Christian Carino. Carano, Carano yeah. because
1: yeah. they were Taylor Kinney, they were together for five years. So yeah. anyway, stay tuned on that gossip. We don't know if we've got the new couple, Renga, yet. <laughs> doesn't really roll <laughs> Off Renga, the t- Renga. Well, sounds
0: like a Japanese monster. Ah, that's yes, what I like about it.
1: Renga, <laughs> Renga. Godzilla versus Renga. Right. Renga. Okay. Well, keeping to the music theme, um, Spice Girls are going to release a new song with Diplo. This is really Mm -hmm. making you guys happy. Absolutely. No excitement. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm glad they're they're working with Diplo because that means that they want to get the ears of 2019 and they're not just doing a throwback
1: track. I mean, he did a cover of Wannabe with John Mayer and Halsey last month. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. And now they have given permission to Diplo to sample one of their best known tracks on his song. So it's a sampling what song will it will, will it be? We don't know. We don't know.
3: I guess I don't know what Spice Girls song probably want I would imagine wannabe or something off that, of that first album because it, it's those gotta are, be. Those are
1: the huge hits. Yeah,
3: those are the only songs that we really know. Mm-hmm. I mean you can go
1: deep so on they're the Spice not Girls. Really I guess you are I guess that technically You're releasing a new song, but basically he's sampling a song and will be paying whoever wrote that song. But yeah, and I don't think
3: it was probably any of the
1: Spice Girls. Yeah, but of course
3: they're doing their tour in the UK, and I think they need people to buy tickets. They don't. They they, yeah. They have some. (laughs) None of them. I checked on the Ticketmaster UK. None of those tours or uh, concerts seem to be sold out. There are some that say. Limited availability, yeah. but some of them look like they're pretty wide open. If you yeah. want to go and see the
1: Spice Girls, this I know. Summer. But who will who will be posh? Will they have a pretend posh? Will they just have? They're gonna
3: have the a four? flat flat posh flat like posh, flat like, like like, flat Stanley. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Stanley. just put them yeah. on a stick. Oh. Well, they <laughs> can do our
0: favorite, a hologram.
2: Yeah, oh, they're go. No, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, uh, so what do you think about this? John Legend is going to produce a music dating reality show. So hear me out. It's called Love at First Song. Okay. Oh, and it is, he's partnering with Simon Lithgow's uh, production company, which American Idol. Yes.
3: And, so you think you can dance. So you can, yeah, that's you can right. judge on
1: that. So it will create couples through emotional performances in which single oh. singers virtually rehearse a romantic duet, then reveal themselves and their potential chemistry during performance. These couples then live together, practice together, perform and compete together, but may swap partners in every episode for love or music. My head is spinning. I don't even know what you just said, but what it's... Love at First Song was debuted in Vietnam. John Legend is taking a Vietnamese hit. And Bringing it here. Well,
3: that sounds Ooh. like a smart business plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for John Legend. Here's what I give it the old college try. Here's
1: what Simon Lithgow says More importantly, Love at First Song has the potential to launch the na- next great duo like Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, Sonny and Cher, or Jay Z and Beyonce. Oh, dear. well, you know why this? Seriously?
3: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know why this show is getting the green light? Because of a star is born uh. because Of the success of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and the that's what I'm reading into this is that people want to see that kind of chemistry, whether it's fictional or real. And we don't know whether
1: we don't know what where it's gonna when it's gonna debut or what they're shopping it around is what that's saying. I need to see it
0: because I don't understand it when I read it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah,
3: yeah, come on, Mm -hmm. just sing a song and let us rate it. Yeah, you You guys guys
0: remember Lori? Maybe you remember this. It ran for a few episodes in a summer many years ago called. Baby One More Time. Do you remember that show? No. Where they what were,
3: network was that on? It was on? on
0: ABC where they brought out these old bands and they had to do a song of somebody else.
3: What old bands did they bring oh, out? Oh,
0: they brought out, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, the Greg Kinn band came out instead of doing their song, they did somebody else's song. You guys don't remember that show? No. Oh.
3: This must have been a long time ago. Yeah, it was in the
0: 90s. Baby One More Time. It lasted a few episodes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh. It was somewhat painful to watch these bands trying yeah. to do I, Well, I
3: think material. the singing competition and the romance factor and I don't even know what you talked about, Lori, in yeah. that in that show. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's it's a lot to take in and yeah. I don't necessarily know if I'm really that concerned on making relationships via music. But yeah. I get what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Sure. Okay, Meg just tweeted us that for Lady Gaga and Jeremy Renner, yeah. instead of their nickname being Renga if they're a thing, how about Yeah.
0: Goner God, as in a goner. Goner, G A, and then N N E R yeah. as, as in, in
1: goner, like they're goner yeah, yeah. or gonorrhea. <laughs> sure, sure. sure. So there you go. There yes, you go.
3: Yeah. Okay. Or um, lady jur. Lady. Lady jur.
0: Lady Jeremy. Lady jur.
1: Mm, we'll keep
3: trying. Okay. Well,
1: we've got time yeah. until they make it official. If we gotta yeah. come up with yeah, anything. we can workshop that one. Um, let's see. Are you interested in seeing a Salt and Peppa miniseries? A story about the uh, Cheryl Salt James and Sandra Peppa Denton. Is this going to be fictional, or is this going to be? They're going to be this subject of a lifetime miniseries, and it's a scripted show. It's called Salt and Peppa. Wow, that's Good creative. Good
3: on them. Stick with they're them.
1: producing it along with Queen Latifah. And the the music will be on their program and I would totally watch the show. I would be curious to see how those ladies broke out into the music scene because back when they did, we didn't have it. You would have had to like specifically sought out something about them to find yeah. out, you know, the story. Of course. Maybe rolling stone had a story, but I don't know the story of how they got discovered and how they came to be. You know, I don't know they that were either. such a like boom. Thank oh, you, Danny. Yes.
0: We all remember it, don't we? Oh yeah.
1: Sex, baby.
0: It's our sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's our phone theme song for Sex Monday. That's right. Let's talk about oh, change. well,
3: I totally would watch this. And I know. it would be fun to get a, an early perspective on the days of hip-hop. And plus, remember, there are ladies in a very male-dominated industry at the time. Yeah,
1: so that's probably be in the fall or something like that. And Mattel unveiled their BTS doll collection, but people were having a fit about it. Oh, no, why? Are they not accurate or are they not cute enough?
3: Or what is going on?
1: You know, the BTS fans are... um, Do they have a nickname for themselves? I'm not really sure. Mm, That I don't know, but people were um, freaking out both um, in a good way and a bad way. Okay. About the dolls, you know, because they're very passionate. Um,
3: I mean, come on, they're <laughs> figurines. What do you think um, they're going to look like? They're going to look like Mattel mass manufactured.
0: Yeah, they're not going to look Barbie exactly dolls. Like them, <laughs> I think they
1: look pretty they've
3: good. They've got cute well,
0: little
1: they, suits on. Yes, yeah. and they got and, even one of the dolls has right down with the the, the pink hair. Yes, I think there's they're pretty. Not- Nothing to complain about here. Yeah, I know, but they yeah. were they were kind of having a fit. Um, but they were also comparing them to like the Belle doll that Beauty and the Beast put out of Emma Stone, and how that didn't look like her. So, anyway, that <laughs> if you need to like see something funny, when has on Twitter? a
3: doll ever looked like <laughs> the yeah, actor seldom. they are supposed to portray? It's not going to happen. It's not going to no. happen.
1: No. All right, listen. <laughs> um, when we come back, another day, another view bombshell from the Tell All book.
2: Download the new Bumble now.
1: I'm enjoying all the little <laughs> excerpts that are coming out from this book that doesn't even come out till next Tuesday. Ladies Who punch the Explosive Inside Story of The View, and it's from uh, a reporter, Ramin Setado. Setuda. Setuda, thank Satuda. you, Donnie. Uh, his book, and he, I mean, he got, he did over 150, had 150 people interview with him most of them on the record. Well, yes. Obviously, Barbara Walters did not. Not,
3: no. Know. And it said that all of the 11 show major co-hosts, except for Elizabeth Hasselbeck and Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi. everybody else, though, is on. I would imagine on that the they're on the record. are on and the talking record. talking in this book, yeah.
1: So here's our, um here's uh the bombshell today.
3: Oh, please. Okay? Yes, I'm ready.
1: Uh And I, Donnie, I think you'll totally remember this. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about it in 2006 Kelly Rippa co-hosted her show with Clay Aiken you know so Regis uh, was gone oh yes I'm I'm going back and he put his hand over her mouth and she said I don't know where that's been honey. Yeah. And then pushed it aside. And pushed didn't it, she? it aside. And pushed it aside. And it was awkward and it was like weird, but he just kind of laughed it off or whatever. And on The View the next day, Rosie O'Donnell in the Hot Topics, she accused Kelly Rippa of being homophobic. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. She said if that was a straight man, if that was a cute man, if that was a guy who didn't question his sexuality, she would have said something different, said Rosie. Then the next day on Kelly Rippa's show, she said that Rosie's claims were downright outrageous yes. and she was visibly upset yes so what rosie said to ramin for the book ladies who punch she told him i think kelly ripa is mean and she doesn't like me and she's never wanted to discuss what happened she wanted to have this weird fruit feud to me she's the girl from pine valley because that's where she got to start all my children <laughs> she and her husband met on the show that's my bleep and sweet spot i would have loved her my whole life I see her at concerts and shows sometimes, and she just looks away. Still. Still. still, thirteen years later. And as for why she spoke up for Clay Aiken, Rosie O'Donnell said she had met Clay a few times prior to when he was a guest on the show. And though he was not out yet, he confided in her about being gay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I had just held a Crying Boy and then watched him be gay-bashed by Kelly Ripa. Mm. In Aiken's eyes, though... Her defense outed him to the world. Yeah. Because he'd not been out. And when she said the words, if that was a straight man, she was confirming that Uh, she knew that I wasn't. That was the worst day of my life. Again, Clay Aiken Clay
3: Aiken Aiken said that was the worst day of his life. I don't think
1: I'd had it more a moment more devastating to me. I remember feeling like crap that day and totally defeated, but I definitely wasn't mad at her. He did not he came out. Two years later, in 2008, after Rosie connected him with her own publicist. Mm. In the book, um, Rosie O'Donnell also expressed outrage over the show's then-executive producer, Bill Getty, who tried to act, uh, um, orchestrate an non-air phone call between Rosie and Kelly Ripa. Mm. And Getty thinks that makes good TV, two women fighting. I said, excuse me, Bill, that would be like the first time that you sabotaged me live on the air. It will not happen again. If it does, I will not be on the show. And when it happened again, I left. So what was the what first, was the first th- time? Was the, was the first time <laughs> yeah. the split that was screen? The first time. Oh, no, that was
3: the that first time. That was the time. second time. The second time was, was the split, split screen, screen oh, between Rosie okay. and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Okay. That, was that was the second okay. time. And in
1: April 2007, so ABC said her contract wouldn't be renewed, and that was because Barbara Walters said she wouldn't come back right. if Rosie came back. Wow. So, and following the backlash from Donald Trump over on air impression and the negative attention on the show, thanks to the Kelly Ripa drama, Walters and Getty just were over Rosie O'Donnell mm-hmm. as co-host. Mm-hmm. And she just said, Rosie said that she heard, and I guess it was confirmed if you re-sign Rosie to the show, Bill Geddes and I are going to quit. Barbara Walters sold that to the ABC daytime president. Mm. And she cut, cut her contract short um, and was given the boot. And there it went. There it went. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and then
3: she was asked back, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, later. Yeah, and later. then I mean, left yeah. again. Well, I mean, because at the very least, we that one season when Rosie O'Donnell was the moderator at The View yeah. in 2006... We still remember that
0: fireworks
3: the fireworks that were going on. <laughs> and I speak about yeah, that split screen incident yeah. between Rosie O'Donnell and and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, I don't even remember what they were discussing, but the art the, the argument which it eventually turned into was very heated and then there was that decision probably by Bill Gates to throw it into split screen which they never, never ever do. do. And, and I don't think Rosie they probably thought about that. Yeah, because I mean there there you two get the fighting. two women fighting.
1: You yeah. get the visual then. All right, so we've got to play this cuz I want okay. people to laugh whether yeah. or not you don't, <laughs> don't you know. even like the Kardashians. I just had to I had to see the trailer that they posted for season 16 season 16 and i mean it looks like this stuff was just filmed a few weeks ago and maybe that's the way they'll cut it or maybe that's why they cut the trailer but um they want to put chloe's storyline front and center and you trust me Chloe is such a massive butthead in this thing. You have to watch her act like the biggest victim in the world. Oh, dear. And the telenovela piano music under this bed is just rich. Here we go.
3: It just sucks. It has to be so public. I'm not just a TV show. Like, this is my life. You'll put me down just to make yourself not look lame. Moving to Chicago
0: might be my breaking point.
3: (laughs) My family was ruined. (laughs) Here's to Jordan and Kylie. Tristan might love me, whatever that means. He has no respect for me whatsoever.
1: (laughs) How many people do you know? Justin might love me, but he has okay. no respect for me. Oh, and this right. I'm and not just, just a TV yeah, it show. It just sucks. That it has to be so public. I'm not just a TV show. Chica, nobody's making a the TV show. You are the TV, TV show. show. Yeah. Oh my Chloe, God. I'm sorry, oh my. but then you she are said the later, TV show. Sometimes the world forgets to be kind, and this is your life. And I'm like, what? Did they just film this all in the last month? Probably because oh, they are thirsty word. for storylines, Lori. Yeah. I
3: mean, they set it up right there. The Jordan yeah. and Kylie thing. That's super ultra. Deliberate pointing exactly to the whole cheating thing that yeah. happened last month between Tristan and Jordan and Kylie, setting it up as best friends betraying yeah. each other.
1: Yeah. Did you <laughs> love the telenovela piano oh, music? Oh,
2: that was cute.
1: That was yeah, it was vocal fry at her best. I'm gonna move to Chicago. Oh, my oh, yeah, yes. oh,
0: god, I you know, like I know. Yeah.
3: The, the season 16 debuts on Sunday, by the way. If you want to watch this train wreck in real time, yeah, over on E, yeah. But the, the come on, Chloe. Oh it's, it's not a
1: TV she, show, it's yes, you are. And she's sitting, you know, like they do the little, you know, the confessional, confessional to the camera. And I mean, I'm like, okay, how did you get her? You know, the crying, the crying, the drama uh. is so, and I'm like. She looks like such a fool. I, I think Tristan loves me, whatever that means, but he doesn't respect me. Girl, you're a fool. Come on. Yeah. If, if he doesn't, you know, he's been trying to get you to break up with him.
3: Yes, he is making he, you do the hard work. He's doing the easy thing, which is to be a cad, and yeah. then he wants you to actually
1: break up. But then you won't want to do it. Holly, I love that you use an old-fashioned word like cad. It gives me. It gives don't me. Don't hear it much. You don't really hear yeah, it much cat. you know Police. it's just like a great old word better than cat. um love rat which i love, love the, Brit- rat. That's That's what the british the brits in the um entertainment tabloids they always call a cheater a love rat A
3: love rat he could be a scamp a scamp too. no a scamp <laughs> is too it's too cheeky no it's too too no, cheeky. Not a no no yeah. no
0: i love under the definition of cad it besides giving the definition it says dated as in the word is dated. dated. <laughs> no, I love it, Holly. That you have a good, good vocabulary. Back I really, I really appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, listen. We'll be back. Stay with us.